0: wear whatever you want Mm -hmm. so long as it matches that's my girlfriend's only code of conduct she's like color coordinate your trash bag and make (laughs) sure if it's got the orange strap you're wearing orange Orange shoes shoes with
1: it hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of closet talk this one's super special to me because i'm sitting down with full name Lexi
0: Kayla Goldberg. I'm going to yeah. just give you the full name. I don't yeah. know why I gave you my middle name. It's <laughs> Throw fine. Out your social security number, too. Yeah, you want me.
1: it? It's like <laughs> beep, 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 yeah, beep. No, 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 no. Um, where we went through season one, kind of talked about my queer journey. And now I am super interested in getting to know other people's queer journeys because spreading the word is important. And that's kind of where I wanted to start out with you. Okay. Like, what was your earliest gay memory? Okay, so I feel like
0: I always dabble between two because I feel like my earliest like
1: gay awakening
0: memory Mm -hmm. when I think back to the point where I should have known I was gay was I was watching Gossip Girl and Hilary Duff (laughs) kissed um, Jessica Stoltz, I think is her name or something. And I was like, oh, that's really hot. (laughs) (laughs) But my first like actual gay moment was I kissed a girl at a pizza at a pizza shop in Larchmont.
1: OK, um,
0: when I was 19 and that was my like, I
1: was like, oh, women, women. That's and then nice. you <laughs> grew up to be one of the coolest women to be on a reality dating show. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I hope
0: that girl at the pizza shop is <laughs> like, man, is that, that girl I kissed after a slice of pepperoni?
1: <laughs> we both tasted like meat. Um, <laughs> Ironic. <yeah. laughs> and every single week we do a queer moment in history. And this is the queer moment in history, to be honest. Like, the queer ultimatum was filming exactly two years ago today.
0: Exactly two years ago today. I think at this moment, I was getting mic'd up, getting ready to go to the changeover, yeah. And go back to my original partner as ultimatum terms go and I left Mal. So <gasps> you left Mal, yeah. I, you... know. I was like, can we just do three more weeks? Can we just do three more
1: <laughs> weeks? Yeah. I was about to ask, like, what were your like raw emotions looking back? What was it was it like excitement? Was it like kind when, of dread? When we were doing the changeover? Yeah, when you were like, Okay, I have to say goodbye to this person who I'm sure like that dynamic, it seemed super comfortable. Easy,
0: like, easy as can be. I think yeah.
1: like I was looking at a study recently
0: and it says that it takes twenty one days to build a habit. So if you do something for 21 days
1: straight, that's how you build a habit. Do you think Netflix knew that? Yes. It was like
0: they were like, like, let's do this trial marriage for 21 days. That way
1: we get like your the chemicals in your brain get used to seeing yes. the same person every day. And then it alters your whole entire reality
0: because then you think about leaving your habit, mm-hmm. which is your trial partner. Yeah. And going back to what's now a completely foreign situation. Right. So you're completely stressed. You feel like you haven't talked to this person in three weeks. You don't even know if they're the same person anymore. Yeah. You don't know how they feel about you, how you feel about them. Yeah. And you're kind of just like, I kind of just wish we could stay here. Yeah. (laughs) Let's not. Let's not.
1: (laughs) Because you guys had one of probably the sweetest dynamics I had seen on the show. Thank you. Like ever since I feel like day one when you chose each other, you were like, you know what? homies. And, and we we're knew. Gonna, and you were gonna grow together and maybe not like romantically but like putting yourself in that environment and then growing together like I'm so glad you said you two are so close.
0: Oh my god for sure. And I think what's interesting is like in the habit building theory mm-hmm. like by about like the 18th day I started being like you look cute you today. You look cute today. I'm like should we kiss? Plus like- it's like
1: out of sight out of mind you know. Yeah. And like you also I'm a very just innately jealous person working on it, but... As you we all are. Can't, yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you go into the show. I heard you kind of... You were the one that gave the ultimatum, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you knew what you were getting yourself into.
0: You, like, think you do. Right. But you
1: also have no clue
0: because you kind of go into it being like, okay, I'm going to issue this ultimatum, but... I don't know any of the other players. I assume everyone's going to be good people. Mm-hmm. I assume everybody's goal is to get married at the end mm-hmm. or figure their shit out. And you have enough trust to say, if you need to do something, go do it. But then you don't think about, well, who are they doing it with? How is this person to other people? How do they treat other people? Mm-hmm. Are they somebody that like is respectful? Mm-hmm. Are they good people? What's going on? Yeah. And then you
1: get in it and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's crazy that there has to be this, like, obviously so many boundaries but like the boundary of kind of okay giving my partner the respect and decency of you know what you need to go figure out what you need to do yeah but also that probably like i'm a protective person like if we went into that process together like thinking about me and my girlfriend now like we're cool like we don't need to be doing all that right but like if we went into that process together because one person was kind of like i don't know where i stand with you you know giving them that freedom but also that protectiveness of like I hope somebody's taking care of my person exactly and I hope somebody has the best interest in their heart for my person because that's where my heart's at because we're all trying to figure our stuff out right now Mm -hmm.
0: and so it's like if you have them go into it and then like your girlfriend is now hanging with somebody that like isn't a good person Mm -hmm. or doesn't have good values Mm -hmm. or might be there for the wrong reasons you're like oh shit how do I stop this train from going or how do I protect my partner? Because it's like I gave them permission to live, Mm -hmm. but it didn't mean I stopped loving them or caring about them or wanting to make sure that like, if they're innocent and naive that they don't get run over or hurt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did you like know exactly what you were getting yourself into? Or you, did you like walk in day one? You're like, I'm going on the ultimatum or did you walk in? I think I saw an interview with Xander where, where they didn't really know. What was going on until you were there?
0: I feel like the hard part about our show was we didn't have a first season to watch. Right. So, Ultimatum, Marry or Move On had not come out yet. That's like I guess the like straight season. Oh my gosh, it hadn't come out. No, yet. I so didn't even it, think about that. They had filmed it, but it hadn't come out yet. So I think like depending on who your partner was or the like skeptical how skeptical you are as a human being determined how much you knew. When I went into my meetings with like producers before. I'm like, I need to know day by day what my life is about to look like. Where are their cameras? When are you filming? Do I have privacy? Will I be able to work? How does this work? What am I doing? So I knew exactly, like, going into it, what it was going to be like. I could totally see how, like, if somebody was just like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to be on a Netflix show. They're just like, yes. Absolutely. Do you have any questions? No. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Let's date.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Let's, let's let's start dating everyone right now. Yeah. Like we're, we're in it. So I feel like
0: that was more, I was so protective of the situation Mm -hmm. because I really like as a person need to know what I'm getting into. And I honestly felt like they were super forthcoming. Mm -hmm. Um, They were honest about their offerings. They did everything to tell us the truth and they had a complete, like I would say like 90% of the crew was queer.
1: Really? which was super that's cool amazing. yeah i didn't know that no they
0: were like and anybody that was straight was like the type of straight person that's so nice that you wish they were queer yeah. <laughs> you're like i yeah. love you can you be I, gay
1: for five minutes <laughs> i feel like that's every you know i had i think my last guest on here she's my neighbor she also does oh content. yeah it was crazy she was out there walking her dog and like my roommate knew who she was and he was like oh my gosh that's baby ariel and i was like oh Who? I didn't grow grow up with social media. I know you didn't really do it either until Mm -mm. this kind of came about. And I like the the stance that you took on it. You were like, I need this just in case something comes out where I need to explain myself. Yeah. Or I need to like just kind of clear some things up. You have to know what you're getting into. And I think like... Now, social media
0: is so difficult if you've never done it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when I went to film the show, I never had TikTok. Yeah. I didn't even watch it as, like, a viewer. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about it. I'm like, oh, well, what if I need to, like, explain something? I don't even know where the record button is. Right. Like, how do I do this thing? Yeah. What if I I
1: need to? I felt so
0: antique. So that's where I even start. I didn't get a TikTok until, I think, like,
1: two or three months after we finished filming. Right. Because I was like, I guess I need to figure this out. Did they prompt you for that and kind of be like, since you're putting yourself through this experience and we're literally creating a show out of it? People are going to be drawn to you in the like real world.
0: No, they did none of that. They were, they had no incentive, no push for us to be on social media. In fact, they were like, just live your life how you would, do whatever you want to do. And quite frankly, at one point, I wasn't even sure the show was going to come out. Really? So, yeah, because we filmed, it was like we were just always waiting, like the date always got pushed. And we never really knew why. And I don't know if anybody really had a good reason. But there was one point where my friend said to me, who's in production, he's like, you should probably be okay if this thing never sees the light of day. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think that was a thing. So that was at one point where I I was like, maybe it just won't come out. After recording the show? Yeah, it just was taking so long. And they were coming out with so many seasons of other shows where I was like, I know it doesn't take this long to edit. Like, are we just... We're just not releasing it.
1: Like, oh my! God. Imagine, like, how how would that have panned out if you went through this like emotionally, like turmoil, like experience? I know, right? And then it's just kind of like, well, what was that for? Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like you know, even i tuned into the show like mm-hmm. when it first came out i didn't watch it but you know amanda how's not with you? us today no i know Okay, now you're well, like I... literally i never get offended I'm like just don't watch it's and... all good you can meet me in person and get to know me here well no n- no offense to netflix or anything but i was just kind of over the reality shows and so i i wasn't really tuned into what was going on on netflix at that point i you know i had i think i was I'm on a survivor kick right now. I'm watching it with my roommates. So Love good. That. I get so invested, and so I was kind of on that kick, and I wasn't really paying attention to what was getting released on Netflix. And then I came in, and Amanda kind of talked me into watching the show, and I was like, you know what, I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And then I turned it on, and I was like, okay, I've always like imagined queer shows, like, and how they would be really important because I've never had that representation either. Yeah. Like growing up, you know, it was always The Bachelor it was like a guy, and then he was just choosing from women. And then I was like, okay, we have to make this fair, everyone. So we have a woman uh-huh. choosing from men, men. right? <laughs> and so yeah, but like. Within the first like five minutes of the show, I felt myself getting emotional because I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like these are people who are gay experiencing like gay things and watching it and Mm -hmm. kind of hearing like the emotions that you're having that maybe you really can't put like me, I can't put my words to. Yeah, it was so impactful. I was like, "What?" And then I Mm -hmm. stopped because I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't do confrontation." Like I can (laughs) in like an individual sense. Like if I have an issue, like not with my girlfriend, but. Like, I'm having an emotional day. I go up to my girlfriend. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling this way. Yeah. Just so you know. But, like, the group environment settings, that's where I stopped it's watching. Tough. That's where I stopped watching was when they, it was the first group session, like, during the first trial marriage. And, like, they, oh, they put you into these two groups. And then they were like, oh, they knew. have at it, bitches. They knew.
0: They, like, they, they know exactly what they're doing. And it's hard because what I think people don't realize is, like, when you go into it, that's your one shot. Like, you don't have mm-hmm. six days rest. a week. Like, just because you all live in the same place doesn't mean we're all going out to dinner every day and talking about the way we feel. Like, we're isolated for the most part until the day where we have to see them. So it's like whatever you're feeling, whatever pent-up frustrations you have, whatever words you need to say, it's like do it now or forever hold your peace wow. and wait till the next day. And I, I think for me, I've always been the type of person where I'm like – when I feel something, I'm try. I've always really tried to be the person that's like, "This is how I'm feeling. I'm gonna be honest with you,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you spend two weeks feeling like crap about something, and then it's like, "All right,
1: it bubbles up, and now that's like I the, gotta do it." That's the probably one of the most dangerous ways to deal with emotions. Yes. Is is is. is- A, letting it build up inside of you, but B, having no control over letting it build up inside of you because Mm -hmm. what else are you supposed to do?
0: No, and I had, like, tried to find a therapist at the time. Like, they were supportive of therapy during the show. They gave us, like, a stipend for it, but it was on us to find a therapist. Oh. Which, like, I think in parts is fair and in parts was hard because, like, on the one hand, you don't want to feel like you're telling your story to somebody who you're then worried is going to relay your secrets to production. Right. But on the other hand, it's like, it takes time to find a good therapist. It like, takes time. Yeah. Therapy is important, but it's also about feeling safe there. Mm-hmm. And it happened to be that the therapist I tried out first was like a man that I really didn't feel comfortable with. Right. So I felt like I wasn't being honest with him. Yeah. And so then I like, didn't have my proper release in the weeks leading up to like Ooh. when I get into like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm talking to you, but I'm mad because you're not what I expected. And I wanted something different. Yeah. And now I'm not getting good therapy. So right. this yeah. didn't really
1: do much for me. That's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the most important thing. I mean, you go to therapy and you lie. It's not therapy. Yeah. You need to be able to be honest. Exactly.
0: And it's like, how are you going to... I don't know if you understand me, so I'm not going to tell you the things that I don't think you're going to understand.
1: Right. So what was like the day-to-day that was just not filmed? Like you said, did it... Were the cameras ever just like... Not there?
0: Yeah, so there were times when the cameras weren't there. We did always have, like, Nest cameras in the apartment. It's like a little baby cam. (laughs) I know. It's, like, kind of scary because you don't realize how much they can hear and how clear it is until there was one day where mal and i we had like code names for people that we weren't supposed to talk to
1: that's what i was going to bring up earlier when yeah. i said that the code names thing like that that establishing like that like secret, secret language
0: oh we had a complete secret language it was like this like one girl was like basketball girl and like we like we had all these like code names for even like people who were production people who were cast like all of it and one day we weren't supposed to like see people before filming. So like if my friend came into town and we were filming with her, we weren't supposed to see my friend before we filmed oh. because the goal is not for her to already know Mal. And right. one night we're like sitting in the bed and we're like, "All right, let's go. Like we need to be secretive and make a plan for how we're going to go out with our friend and, but, and then then we'll, we'll play it cool when we're yeah. filming." And the EP gets on the Nest Cam and goes, absolutely not. not they really could like, talk to you too. Oh, right
1: through the it's Nest. It's like cam. the voice of God, just like, yeah. no, you're not.
0: It's like right through the Google Cams, and I was like, okay, I'm sorry, we're we're being bad. We'll be better. Drunk, drinking tequila. <laughs> oh my God, we're being so silly. Like, <laughs> sorry, that was a joke. We just wanted to see if you'd catch us. And then we're Oops. like, we would like hide under the covers and be like, fuck gotta figure this out a different way. I'm like, you're gonna Honestly, go first, then I'm gonna go second.
1: That sounds kind of fun, especially with having a partner like Mal where you can kind of have that mischi- mischievous relationship oh, where it's totally. like, oh, hee hee hee. Yeah, like we, were like,
0: we were like, what do we do? How do we get around this? We were like kids that were trying to like not get in trouble in school yeah. by sneaking out. So it was like... It was fun, but yeah, there were times when, like, they weren't filming, and we were just, like, doing our normal day, like, yeah. Mal would go across the street and go boxing, I would go to, like, work out with the trainer, yeah. we would go have lunch somewhere, she would meditate, I would do
1: some work, like, we kind of just were, like, wives. <laughs> that's so precious i love Mm -hmm. that i was about to ask like the the day-to-day like the what you yeah what you don't see it was it just like a normal life and then literally normal life being like married and we like did it legit like i was
0: like you're my wife and she was like okay wife you're my wife and so we like walked through and no matter who we were talking to i was like yeah this is my wife we've been married for five days we met a month ago
1: it seemed like there weren't very many environments outside of the home that we saw you guys in that weren't extremely structured would yeah. you, were you allowed to kind of frolic about in the wilderness alone
0: yeah we were allowed to go out at night after we filmed we were allowed to get dinner when we weren't filming like it was very free like when we weren't filming right but if they were like hey we're filming you from six to eight they kind of for the most part dictated where that happened right Okay. They were like, we have you booked at in and out the restaurant in San Diego, and yeah. you're going to eat a meal from this time, and then we're going to go do this.
1: And uh, I think there was a bit where you did know where your ex was living.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, my ex was three doors down. Three doors down, you put the plants in front of the door. Yes. <laughs> How was yeah. that? Oh, did, it was hilarious. Did you
1: ever talk about that be like, I know that was you?
0: Yes, afterwards. They were like, you guys are so stupid and i was like i don't care we're we're ridiculous and we being silly even when mal moved back in with yoli on the show like one of something that like they never saw was like i would make cappuccinos for her all the time oh. and so like the first day when she moved back in with yoli i like snuck a cappuccino down the hall and like knocked on her door and gave her because we had mugs and hers said big booty mal on it and mine said girl master wax. So I like brought her her big booty mao mug with like a, so with a little latte on in That's the
1: morning. So kind hearted. I'm sure it was like it was like a, a bit of that. You know, you, you're you in this new environment. Like like we said, kind of yeah. out of sight, out of mind. You've thrown into this 21 days and then, you know, you lose your person like you mm-hmm. really do. And then being like, here you go. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: like you like find love in different places. And I think like out of any of the cast members and, and like it's. For the most part, it's all love to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's yeah. always going to be different feelings elsewhere. But for the most part, like when you look at all the other couples, like we really were the only couple that like felt true, like real love for one another. And I don't mean like we were in love with each other. Right. I think people get really confused on that. Like yeah. people were like, "How dare you feel any way about Ray? You cheated on her with Mal." And I'm like, "No, I love Mal." I Mm -hmm. fell in love with the person that Mal was as a human. Yeah. But there was not romantic love there. Yeah. And people, like, really didn't get that.
1: I think it's because a lot of queer people, including myself, have a very difficult time kind of establishing what romantic and platonic love feels like.
0: That's totally fair. Because
1: I fell in love with my current girlfriend, like, really early on. I met Mm -hmm. her and I was like, oh, man, I want to be around you all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think you're pretty. Oh, like... (laughs) I like when we sleep in the same bed together, yeah, and then a month and a half in, I was like, oh my gosh, it's you, like yeah. I it took me so long and I think it's just you know you grow up and you have all these feelings that you don't really understand Mm -hmm. and then like learning to just accept that as you grow older and being like okay you know what this is what this means and this is what that means I think it's hard because a lot of queer people still can't do it so like differentiating that but like witnessing it and kind of watching even the way that like you know production can be sneaky Mm -hmm. production can be tricky yeah they probably wanted to make it seem like you were in love with each other but just from what I witnessed it seemed like just like a platonic love
0: it totally was and I also think that's like something I'm thinking about more as a queer person now is like I've always like struggled between like romantic love and platonic love and like I do crave like female friendships I do crave friendships with other women Mm -hmm. like I'm like there's parts of when I was younger and like you would have sleepovers and talk to like four o'clock in the morning with your friends and like there's a part of me that has craved that and wanted that back for a while but you know you then have relationships with women, and then there's love there and then you're like is this this or is this this like (laughs) you know like what are we doing here and so i feel like with mal it was really clear that it was like oh cool like i felt like i felt like a kid again having sleepovers every night with like my best friend
1: but Um, at the same time that's how that's how it should be anyway it should be with with love too with
0: love which is why it's so confusing which is why i always like I like hate my, I love my love story with my partner. She's wonderful, but we were best
1: friends and then we fell in love and it was so, it's so gay. I think that's like the most common, but also like comfortable queer trope is that, oh, we were best friends for so long and then we fell in love. Like no, we, I mean, we got drunk on tequila. And then oh we, yeah, I was no. You like, we were like, sharing oh, a bed though.
0: I was like, you're down. I was like, I thought we were <laughs> on me. I was like, we, I thought we were just friends. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know you wanted to do this. You knew she was queer. I th- yeah, I think I like knew, but I think sometimes I have this like, almost like, uh, imposter syndrome or like this bias when it comes to like my friends who like I know their relationships. I like know who they've dated. I know I'm not them like you know you're like six foot four macho muscle bearded dude and I'm like that's not Not me me." (laughs) yeah I don't have strong muscles and I'm not six four and I don't have a beard so um is this are you my type like I feel like I get confused sometimes because like I do have friends that have slept with women but mostly date only men Mm -hmm. and then I'm like I don't know where I stand here yeah (laughs) like where do I fit into this am I like are we gonna date or like (laughs) am I like a one-night thing what's happening
1: (laughs) yeah and like I think you said you were sharing a one-bedroom apartment together yes and (laughs) yeah I'm so confused like I I would I don't know (laughs) I have a very close friend my roommate yes my best friend Mm -hmm. whole world he's like my knight in shining armor every single day I love that man But, yeah, it got to the point where I was, like, we kind of looked at each other and we were, like, we do everything together. Everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I love you so much, but there's not that attraction there for either of us. Yeah. And I think that that was, like, weird because it was, like, everything I was looking for in a relationship. But it was, like, okay, well, you're not um, a literal woman. so Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And I, like, get that
0: because the the thing of it was, like, I'm a very affectionate person, like, physical. I feel like all the love languages are mine.
1: But I'm a big cuddler. People, well, that's. How do you feel about like platonic physical contact? See, I'm okay with that. Okay, I I don't mind it,
0: especially like even like when I'm single or whatever. Like I like having a friend that like I was like, oh, can we just cuddle and like go to sleep? And I'm like, yes, really make me feel loved.
1: See, that's confusing as shit to me personally, because like I I don't know why my physical boundaries have always just been like, okay, if you're gonna touch me, I'm gonna take it a certain way. Got it. And I think like I told my girlfriend that like before we got together and then she was like i knew that you liked me because you would just let me touch you and i'd be like oh i shouldn't have told you that you got me you got me there because <laughs> she'd like put her head on my shoulder and usually like even my best friend what i'm saying my roommate would do that and i'll be like okay go <laughs> oh, <laughs> go over there okay see like,
0: that's where i was like that's where it sounds so stupid that we were like, yeah, let's share one bedroom together. But it was so platonic. Like, mm-hmm. I knew she was beautiful. Like, obviously, I like I knew that. Yeah. But I was not – I never had that, like, yeah, I want to take you home tonight <laughs> type of thing. i take she you home to our home. Yeah, I was like, let's get into bed and, and have our feet touching while we watch Desperate Housewives. <laughs> um, yeah. But we never had the, like, intimacy thing. Mm-hmm. And so – You know, shout out to Tequila for breaking that barrier because I just never would have felt like it was there because I was like, it's just nice to like be living with somebody, especially like having been with somebody for so long to not have that normalcy
1: anymore. Right.
0: And to then like be able to lean on my best friend and then,
1: yeah, you know, one thing
0: led to another. Yeah, I think that (laughs)
1: consistency is super important. And obviously, you know, whether or not your relationship worked out like it was still a vastly important part of your life and then lose that like no matter if it was like an agreement or not, like losing that is still losing that. And then you need that kind of consistency. You seem like a very consistent person. yeah. I feel
0: pretty consistent and I felt really like I felt like I was missing just intimacy in whatever form it was in. Like Mm -hmm. I was leaning on my friends so much more and I was like, oh I just like you know, I was I was hugging my friends more, holding my friends more, and it was like nothing sexual, it was just mm-hmm. like missing that space. Yeah. And missing that 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 connection with somebody because I do think that's so important. Like yeah. especially coming out of the pandemic, like touch, we like completely lost it. Yeah. As a society. And like I love touch. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like I just am like a big cuddle bear all the time now. That's so sweet.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, like, wh- where'd you grow up? So I grew
0: up in Delaware. I'm, like, an East Coast girl.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. How was that environment? Like, how... Small. Really? Like, small-town small. girl?
0: Small-town girl. Went to... My high school graduating class was 48 girls. I Whoa! Know.
1: That's, like... Was it, was it, like, Catholic in any way? Yes. Yes! <laughs> Which is, like, I weird because I'm Jewish, so, like, I okay. shouldn't...
0: I, like... It was, like, such a random turn for me, but I was really anti private school mm-hmm. but um the funding for the school system in the area i grew up in just wasn't really great right and so we were like i was like i'm not going to private school and my parents were like well this is not like the right public school like you need certain like ap courses like i was i was pretty like i was pretty ahead in my class in terms yeah. of like classes that i needed mm-hmm. and so they were like fine this is what we'll do we're not going to send you to like private private school but you're going to go to catholic high school and i was like
1: this is the only option. The church always has funding for some reason. Always. It's those little baskets that they pass around during mass. Literally. Yeah. I'm like,
0: I don't understand it. But so I went to I went to Catholic high school and then got to put on my resume that I was like the first Jewish class president of okay. my Catholic high school. That's so. so cool. Uh-huh. See, yeah,
1: you're so cool. But like that kind of environment, obviously a really small one, you yeah. know, and I think there's like a generational shift. Like even between my girlfriends, like a few years younger, I grew up like gay marriage wasn't legalized until i was like 15. you were i was i was 18. okay yeah. yeah growing up like was it an environment where you were like okay i didn't even i didn't even know what gay was until i was like 15.
0: i think i knew what it was but i didn't know that it was what i wanted or i didn't know how vast it was yeah like i feel like i just was sucked into an environment where it felt like very stereotypical mm-hmm. and like i only know i only knew one version of gay and that's just, like, not the case. Yeah. And so I think when people go into any environment, like, be it whatever their attraction is, whatever they want to be, however they want to dress, like, mm-hmm. and you feel like you can only go into one box and then you can only date one type of person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you're like, if that doesn't fit me, then what do I do? Mm-hmm. Because I've always felt really feminine. I sometimes, like, flux between dressing more feminine. Sometimes I dress more masculine. I don't feel like that defines how I feel on the inside. Right. And I've gotten really comfortable with that lately. Yeah. But I felt when I was younger that, like, oh, if I'm going to – if I feel feminine, then I have to date somebody who's masculine because the only type of queer person I had ever experienced in a small town was a very, like, masculine, like, queer person. Right. And I didn't know if that was, like, the type of person I was attracted to. Mm-hmm. And like you know, I, I think as, as I've grown up, I'm like, oh, there's so many different
1: types yeah. of people. And there's so many different combinations. Like Always. that thing you're talking about, like the way that you dress versus the way that you feel. That's me every single day. Mm-hmm. I wake up and I'm like, I'm a pretty little princess. And then I put on this. But I feel like- that
0: from you. Like I feel such strong feminine energy from you. Yes. And that would make me like what bothers me is like if somebody were to like try to put you in a box mm-hmm. that feels overtly masculine when I feel like everything you're giving me is feminine. Thank you. Yeah. That's so sweet. And I love that. And I feel like if I decide to wear a men's set or if I wear a dress or if I wear boots or heels or sneakers or whatever I wear, I hate that I feel like there's a part of society right now that's like, oh, so you're masked now. Or, oh, you're a femme lesbian. And I'm like, I'm literally whatever I want to be. And I feel so girly on the inside i'm like just like a gooey warm yeah butter cake.
1: yeah and even like when you fully smile when <laughs> yeah. you say something that you think is funny that's really funny yeah. your smile reaches your eyes and you're just so like
0: oh thanks I yeah i like, like i that. feel that but i feel that from you too and i like i feel such
1: like a soft feminine presence from you but that shouldn't define
0: how you decide you want to dress
1: yeah no it shouldn't and like i think that's something i grappled with for so long you know Everything you just said, like growing up in like that small town, that's probably it was like a decently small town. It was like a pocket. It was like a bubble. No one yeah. ever really left. There were things outside where were you, of it. Where were you from? Sacramento. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it I was know like, Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know like the towns like El Dorado Hills, Folsom, Roseville? I know like, like that. a little bit. I know Roseville. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I twenty minutes for okay. Roseville. Yeah. So, but that like little pocket it was a very conservative bubble, mm-hmm. and you know nobody really wandered outside of it. And so you have you grew up in this small town where it's like you go to school with the same 30 people like and then obviously high school got a lot bigger yeah but you grow up and I think like the issue that I struggled with was like there was just no gay people like mm-hmm. out gay people I feel yeah. like you know everybody came out after everyone graduated because that's just how it goes
0: we had everyone came out at our like religious retreat for senior year like <laughs> yeah. it was like who's gonna do it <laughs> who's gonna be the gay person yeah and then they somebody always inevitably stands up and it's like I'm gay and then two other people are like me too. <laughs> and you're
1: like, yeah. got it. Well, that was that was me everyone knew i was the gay one and mm. then i was just kind of looking for any other gay one because yeah. i was like i just don't want to feel alone you
0: crave that connection so bad and then mm-hmm.
1: you find it and then you label it romantic so quickly because there's no other option yeah. because like you aren't going to be just friends with the only viable option yeah because right? then you're like now both of us have no one right and oh let's let's <laughs> be alone together yeah we're like ah. <laughs> like like what else what else yeah, is yeah like in to solidarity we trust <laughs> yeah and i think you know going to college like i was growing up you know my mom i'd wander off into the little boys section she'd like get the over there like don't don't do all that and so i went to college and like violently explored the way that i expressed myself as did i like chopped the hair wore like suits every day it was really embarrassing looking back but like you know no no it's part of it it's It's, part of
0: it i feel like i did that too i like went through a snapback phase where i was like (laughs) not the i know it's awful i like look back on those photos i'm like please lex like delete the photos get them out of here (laughs) but i just wanted to to like try Mm -hmm. i was like if i'm gonna feel whatever i'm feeling i'm gonna go to the furthest extreme
1: that i feel comfortable in and then work my way back and figure out what fits me yeah exactly and i think Mm -hmm. that's where i'm at now like My girlfriend even said, like, a month ago, she was like, you literally changed your entire style, like, in two months again. And I was like, I'm going through these phases where I'm still figuring out what fits well and what feels right. And I think it's cool that I found someone who also, like, receives that feminine energy. And, like, I don't know, we got these pants because it has a little loop on it. No, they're cute. Thank you. They're cute. I I like like them. You can put a little
0: carabiner on the side. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like tell me I'm tell me I'm right when I'm right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh,
1: like I'll wander off and she'll be like, get back over here. Like she'll pull on my pant loop and she'll be like, okay, like this way. And I'm like, okay, girlfriend. Like I'm so <laughs> I'm so like aloof. I feel like most of the time. But uh, like I walk into a room and I made a video about it the other day and people are like, a masculine gay person and they expect this like, you big mm-hmm. shit energy. And I'm just like.
0: Hey. Yeah, you're like (laughs) Like, I'm really soft and feminine. Yeah. I I get that. I feel like it was really cool because my girlfriend has like mostly dated pretty much only men. Yeah. But also has like explored with other women sexually. And then I watched the way that she walks through like a wardrobe. Mm -hmm. And some days she's like, I'm wearing a button down. And some days she's like, I'm wearing a dress. And it's like she never thinks about the crap that I, let like, run through my brain. Yeah. Incessantly. I feel like every time I put something on, I'm like, what is the world going to think of this? Like, are they going to be, mm-hmm. like, labeling me this way? And she's just this, like, beautiful little free spirit that never once gave a shit about what somebody was going to think about yeah. her for how she dressed. Yeah. Because it didn't define her. And yeah. she can still go into any room and be with whoever she wanted to be. She's got, like, her little hot girl energy yeah. going on. That,
1: I was about to say, that sounds like such beautiful energy to yeah. be around. And I'm sure it's calming mm-hmm. for most states, like, for you, too. You know, you kind of get up and you get dressed and you start to have those thoughts. I do it, too. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, I look so I, masculine. Why today? do I look like this? And then you kind of... And then my girlfriend walks in the room, she's like, oh, perfume and my little makeup. And she's just <laughs> like, let's go to Starbucks. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, like, I, I, like, I just kind right. of, I kind of just stop thinking that way. Mm-hmm. Cause she's just this so like just flowy. Free. Yeah. They're just free yeah.
0: people. I, I'm speaking for your girlfriend. I don't know her, but like, no, she is. Yeah. It just feels nice to be around somebody who's free and who's like, just wear whatever you want Mm -hmm. so long as it matches that's my girlfriend's only code of conduct (laughs) she's like color coordinate your trash bag and make sure if it's got the orange strap you're wearing orange Orange shoes with it she's the the same way ma'am
1: i've got you yeah that's what i think i learned when i met my girlfriend was matching the shirt and the shoes and then the pants could kind of be anything else it's a whole new wardrobe for me i'm like i could do anything and then yeah it's also nice when i'm like i don't know what to wear and she's like here and i'm like oh Thank you. Wow, <laughs> that was so nice. Like I don't have to engage my part of that part of my brain today. Literally, I did yeah. that
0: last night. I'm like, babe, can you pick up my outfit for tomorrow? I don't know what's <laughs> up. You care. look great. Thank yeah, you. Yeah,
1: I saw. I got nervous as shit. Like I walked in through the back and I saw you, and I was with Ethan, and I just walked away.
0: Oh my god, no! <laughs> I got no, but don't
1: do that. Yeah. Don't no. do that. You're just like really cool.
0: Thank you. I feel like you're really cool. I like I'm so happy like I was here. I just like love meeting other cool, queer people because I feel like I spent so much of my life not having queer friends. Yeah. And then you feel like the world like and then you see these groups of like the the gaggles of lesbians that are in their intense like six. So
1: intimidating, so
0: scary. Oh my god, so scary. And I'm like, I don't have that.
1: And then they're all like hot yes and like they know how to dress every every and, day and i look like i don't know i look like ronald mcdonald threw up all over me and i'm like oh i'm just trying to leave like i don't I'm like, know what i don't do. know when
0: the last time i brushed my hair was but <laughs> these girls
1: look like they threw it together with a
0: dyson air wrap five minutes ago but they've somehow been out all day and their makeup isn't running and i like itched my eye five minutes ago so i have raccoon face it's
1: fine <laughs> nice living in LA because yes. like everywhere I turn there's a Trader Joe's and I'm like my people mm-hmm. but then it's also like <laughs> I go out and I'm like <laughs> I'm at the club and there are these like really like tight groups of people Actually, I don't know why I said the club. I've gone to the club like three times. I really don't go. You mean out. a
0: dive bar. <laughs> yeah. You mean yeah. a lesbian dive bar. <laughs> yeah. A group of hot lesbians playing pool, drinking beer. It's why is it always the pool? They love pool. What I don't is, understand. What is with gay
1: people in pool?
0: I know. And you don't understand like the, the my thing, I have a weird relationship with pool. The I drunker can only play I get. Game pigeon. Oh, see, the drunker I get, the better I am. Really? But then it's like it's sloppy. Like I'm a sloppy good pool player. Like I'm like cursing like I'm like an angry football fan, <laughs> mixed with like I'm gonna try to distract you with my boobs. I'm like trying to do like voodoo tricks. It's like a whole weird it's like not pretty, but really? it's the only way I'm good is like six tequila's deep.
1: Six, six, yeah, no, that's the only thing. I, like, I, I get so scared. If, if if a group of, like, this has never happened in my life, so it's a complete hypothetical. If Absolutely. a group of, like, lesbians were like, come play pool with me, Maddie, I'd be like, no. <laughs> no. I tried. I went to Barcelona, like, a year ago with my family, and there was, like, pool just downstairs. Yeah. And I tried, and I missed. And I was like, this is f***ing. We'll
0: go. i'll take you we'll informally play pool i'll do it sober so i'm worse <laughs> beautiful and, and then
1: i'll be six tequilas deep yeah that way it's the same level
0: absolutely yeah. maybe we'll find that you're more talented the drunker you get yeah and we'll bring your girlfriend we'll bring my girlfriend and it'll be a whole thing <laughs> life's an experience life yeah. has to be we're doing life
1: where, what was like the, a pivotal moment where you kind of went out into the real world and then people were like lexi like was Ooh. how was that It was weird. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was, I had like a really intense
0: version of it. I like right after the show came out, I went to this like event at the House of Blues Mm -hmm. um, with like two other queer people and I got on stage and it was, I felt like Justin Bieber for five (laughs) minutes and I was like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to black out and just like not like drinking blackout. I'm going to just literally black out and like hope I move well. Yeah. And like try not to crowd surf (laughs) like because I don't know if the lesbians can carry me. But like that was my first experience. And that was weird. But then that was so intense that I felt like I was going to be fine after it. Mm -hmm. And then I was rushing to a flight at LAX and looked like crap. And the TSA pre-check people were all like, yo, Lexi. And I was like,
1: huh? like a raccoon coming out of a hole being like it kind of sucks because now don't you feel like you have to dress up for the airport yes yeah no every time i go to the airport my girlfriend's like why are you looking so nice i'm like what do people know who i am and it never fails never fails i'm over there like checking my bag and somebody's Mm -hmm. like can i get a picture and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) "Yeah." thank goodness i did my hair Mm -hmm. like Like,
0: even even last like last night i went out to dinner with my like future mother-in-law and my girlfriend and her aunt Mm -hmm. and we're sitting at the bar ordering drinks and mind you i look like Wrap. like mm-hmm. I'm like wearing two- day old shorts a t-shirt my yeah. I don't know when the last time I brushed my hair was mm-hmm.
1: as per most days out of the week I like the way you say that so often it makes me feel like I shouldn't do my hair every day
0: no I say it because my girlfriend has reminded me that I should start brushing <laughs> my hair every single day It's my way of trying to be better yeah and I like leave the bar and my my mother-in-law comes over and is like did you know they knew who you were and I was like who?
1: Right? My mom does that all the time. I'm so not observant. I'm so aloof all the time. I'm like looking around and I'm like, who are you talking about? She goes, Julie, I look like crap right now. Tell them it's not me. Why is it the moms?
0: It's always the moms. And she finds it so funny because like Julie's had her like fun little moments of like fame because she's just like my mother-in-law's like the biggest Mm -hmm. character on TikTok. Like, yeah, she's like pouring Tito's out of a keg (laughs) and like saying the F word. Like it's nobody's business. We Like prank her and all this stuff. So we went to, like, one thing, and they were like, oh,
1: my God, is that Julie? Yeah. And she's like, Lexi, this is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I think my sister is kind of the same way Mm because she'll be in some of my videos, and I kind of – that process of like growing up learning how content works like yeah. I got TikTok at like 18 mm-hmm. like any social media at 18 and then I kind of just started to post whatever started to throw my sister into content and then she was like I went to college and people knew who I was and I was like oh sorry <laughs> yeah, I'm my like, bad mm,
0: didn't mean for that to happen <laughs> my dad gets it a lot now too yeah and my mom it was so cute my mom's a wedding planner oh. and this couple hit my mom up and my mom is actually like planning their wedding mm-hmm. for them and my mom calls me and she goes, oh my God, Lexi, two of your friends are just hired me to be their, their wedding planner. And I was like, mom, who? I don't know any gay
1: people ever anywhere. And certainly not ones why that did, are getting married. Why do they? Yeah. Why do they always think like every gay person knows every gay person?
0: I have never known that. But my mom was like, no, they follow you on Instagram. And I was like, oh, I think I understand <laughs> what's happening
1: yeah. here. My mom is a middle school teacher. Aww. And I see this is what i don't understand about my demographic like i love everybody who follows me and i feel like they're kind of more innately like me like i'm great on -on one-on-one conversations but you put me in a group of people and i say zero words (sighs) but like i walked in one day i was visiting my hometown i gave my mom a coffee it's like my favorite thing to do is just bring her coffee and then leave Mm -hmm. and so brought her coffee left and like you know her students were in there studying and she's it was all quiet and i was like okay I'm not gonna interrupt and so i just you know quietly did it and then left and then she called me like later that day and she was like they were freaking out
0: and i was like not one of them looked they're at me like, closet freaker outers i like, know they don't do it publicly yeah. they like have to like look at you survey and then the second you're gone they're like oh my god
1: yeah. that's why my mom like whenever we go to like Disney or anywhere, Costco, they'll walk behind me because I'm so just kind of in my own world. I'll be walking forward and people will be staring at me and then they'll do the turnaround. Like they'll do the like, Mm -hmm. okay, that was Maddie. And then my mom thinks it's so funny every time she goes, You made that whole group of girls freak out. I was Mm -hmm. like, which one? Yeah, like Like, where never known what you're talking about. about.
0: I was playing Putt Putt the other day at this like putt shack. It's like an indoor mini golf place. Mm And I'm like walking to the bathroom and I like just literally have no idea. And as I'm like opening the lower bathroom, somebody goes, Lexi. And I'm like, oh, my God, who do I know here that I just totally ignored? Like it doesn't even occur to me that it could be because they know me and I don't know them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be out in like four minutes.
1: (laughs) I'll time my pee for you. Yeah,
0: it's like I'll make sure to rush. And I like go back out there and I'm like, hi. And she goes, I'm so sorry. I just didn't know what to say. And I'm like hi might have been good and maybe like two minutes before i got to the door of the bathroom because i really had to pee (laughs) but thank you
1: it must have been a whirlwind i mean two years in the grand scheme of things your whole life has changed i'm assuming yes Mm -hmm. yeah you no longer do your accounting job no only (laughs) fans all the way and then like that must have been You know how often do you do that I, I have no idea how any of that works No
0: no no totally That's completely fair And I expect no one to um, right. I, I've i been doing OnlyFans uh, Since like July of 2022 Okay um, I started it about six months Seven months after we finished filming mm-hmm. um, And quite frankly I didn't even know there was like A way to do that Or if I was ever going to do that But right. I just kind of have boobs and exist <laughs> and it (laughs) like and then go yay and i was like i don't know this seems fun and it ended up feeling really like liberating for me Mm -hmm. which i've loved about it because i've always felt kind of out of control of my body Mm -hmm. like in the world and just like you don't know who's looking at you don't know how people are going to treat you in a room it's like the one time i felt like i have agency over what i do i've never
1: thought about it that way
0: i feel so empowered because like the ball is in my hands. I get to decide what I'm going to do with it. I get to decide what I'm going to show, what I'm not going to show, where I'm going to do it, when I'm going to do it. Right. And so it's like complete autonomy. And that part I like love. Wow. Um, And I get to like meet people. I think I'm curious. Like I feel very, I feel good one-on-one and in large group settings, Mm -hmm. but I love getting to know people. Like I want to know who you are, where you come from, what your life is like. And so my, my experience with OnlyFans has been really just like, personal and Mm -hmm. honest and like i get to know guys girls like non-binary folks queer people straight people Mm -hmm. like there's been a really cool following across the board there and like it's even fun for like if somebody that's like heterosexual that comes on there and is like hey i found myself attracted to you i want to explore that i'm like here's a safe place to do that whoa like i it's not all about like it's not all about business it's like really about people at this point um and i've had nothing but really respectful people who like i know what they've seen of me queer or not people seen. people are
1: so respectful yes so respectful so I polite mean, you are gonna have to deal with the gross ass men my girlfriend deals with it too like mm-hmm. she'll post one picture on her snapchat so she'll, she'll get like 300 swipe ups and it's like i would do blah 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 to you and it's just gross yes but like i think it's cool because like queer people are just violently respectful in that way and I get those comments too it's like man I was not questioning my sexuality and then I saw this like um, I'll post a little thirsty trap every Mm -hmm. once in a while when I'm feeling good and then they'll be like oh wow like you're kind of opening me up to this new part and I always respond and I'm like good like explore that Mm -hmm. like this is so
0: safe it's the most safe place to do that and I think like especially on OnlyFans like there I have friends that are like queer and more mask presenting that Mm -hmm. do OnlyFans and even like Men and women, all, all across the board, all different genders and types, like they all are intrigued. Yeah. It's like, I didn't know if I'd be attracted to somebody that looked like you. I didn't know if I'd be attracted to your gender. I didn't know if I'd be attracted to your body, your part, like all across the board. Yeah. Like it's just such a creative place to explore. So that part, I'm like, I love it. I don't feel taboo about saying it. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, I got to a point where I'm like, I love people. I love exploring mm-hmm. this space the job i'm doing just isn't serving yeah. me anymore no
1: i think that's amazing like and i've never really conceptualized it as that either i think you know more que- people, queer people kind of need to get on that because like that yeah providing that safe space and being like it's okay because like yeah. yeah as like a mask presenting person like,
0: like i don't you think you could um, be on there too
1: yeah <laughs> but like, uh, like not i'm not like, telling you to do that i'm just saying like i have friends that do it
0: that are more mass presenting yeah. and like Really thrive there, yeah, because they like meet markets of people who have questions Mm -hmm. and are curious. Looking over at my manager, yeah, do I have permission? (laughs) No, yeah. If if anybody ever does have (laughs) questions, like I think that's the one thing I want to make more clear to like my queer followers is like, if you have questions about OnlyFans or doing something in the space, like. Please hit me up. Yeah. Like, ask me questions. You I want to be a
1: resource. Yeah. Based off of, like, the intro to this and you saying you sat down with the Netflix producers and you are like, I want to know A through Z. Yeah. I think you're, like, such a knowledgeable person. And when you throw yourself into something, you have to know every little bit about it. And yeah. I love that. Oh, I was, like, I meticulous before I signed up for OnlyFans. Yeah.
0: I was, like, crazy. Yeah. So I feel like I want people to know they have a safe space to do that, too. And if that happens to be, like, reaching out to me, mm-hmm. I'm so for
1: it. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you just bought a house. So you're doing great.
0: We did. Yeah, we did just buy a house, so I'm very excited. It was like the big adult move that yeah. I've been really excited to do. I'm like ready for my suburban mm-hmm. lifestyle and like cooking and kitchen and yeah. just like being a creative and like doing that with my partner.
1: I love that. That's what that's what I'm looking forward to in life. I want a very calm, like loving. Oh, like... we live
0: in like a gate. Our like our community has like a gate and a Ugh. home and a board of directors for the homeowners, homeowner association. I know. I was like, okay, wow, over you... the hedge. This is so exciting. <laughs> I love
1: that. Well. You know, that was my questions to you. And now there are more queer people out in the world that have questions for us. Nice. All of these questions are coming from my Instagram. So if you want to have an input, head over to there and you might be featured next time. Um, This question asks, what was your gay awakening? But I kind of like to phrase it in like, what was your moment of acceptance? Where you were like awoken, but also like, okay, you know what? This is who I am and I'm going to fully accept that. Mm. Were you ever scared? So I kissed
0: a girl and came out a week later. I was, like, the quickest turnaround case humanly possible. Yeah. I was literally never in the closet. Ever? Ever. No, I didn't spend a single moment in there. I, like, literally, my friend was, like, kiss a girl. And I was, like, okay. And then I did it. And then I was, like, oh, I'm gay. Um, And then I came out to my parents a week later and was, like, I think I like women. But I think my, like, moment of acceptance in that sense was, like, when I kissed a girl, I, like, completely felt it throughout my yeah. body. And I don't mean just, like like sexually I mean Mm -hmm. like I felt so at peace and I think there had been such a long period of time where I was so confused Mm -hmm. about why I didn't feel the way my friends were feeling with all of their boyfriends Mm -hmm. and I felt so lost in that yeah so like having this like moment of relief where my body felt the way that I think I thought it was supposed to was so peaceful for me and so like in that moment I was like Thank God. Like, I finally feel normal. Mm -hmm. Like, in realizing I was gay, it was the first moment where I wasn't scared that I was, like, sexually
1: broken. Yeah. (laughs) I think. Literally felt busted. It's (laughs) like, can this thing turn on? (laughs) It's lovely that you were in an environment where you just were able to sit down with your parents and be like, this is who I am. And were they like, word?
0: Um, It was difficult at first. Like, we spent about a year, maybe eight months to a year not talking. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really tough when I was in college. but. Yeah. I think a big part of it was that it was so surprising.
1: There was no part of my parents that were like, we knew. <laughs> That's exactly how it went with mm-hmm. my family. I never mentioned any of it. And then, you because know, I was kind of outed. But they sat me down and they were like, this isn't you. Like, you've never shown mm-hmm. any inkling towards that ever. So they kind of didn't believe it.
0: Yeah. My parents kind of thought that, like, in me moving to L.A., that it, like, changed me Mm -hmm. or like convinced me Mm -hmm. um or that somebody influenced that decision and i was like this is just who i am i just figured it out yeah i'm like i know this is surprising but i need you guys to try to remember that like i didn't tell you every moment of confusion throughout high school or middle school Mm -hmm. when things weren't going right right and now i'm realizing in hindsight how like how wrong i felt yeah and how like out of place i felt Mm -hmm. So I think it took a while. Like, therapy was great. We did, like, a lot of mediated therapy to just talk between a therapist. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like they didn't want me in their life. Mm -hmm. They just didn't understand that I wasn't going to be different. Yeah. Like, as a human, I wasn't changing. I just was going to change who I kissed. Yeah. And who I would stand next to at my wedding one day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we have a very similar story, except we never did the group therapy thing. But it took a while. I mean... They're great now.
0: Yeah. As are my yeah, parents. Like my amazing. parents were on the show. Like yeah. they loved it. My dad goes to all the lesbian parties now. Yeah. He like will stand there and hold a bottle of tequila and he's like, This is great. Why didn't I know about these parties before? And I'm like, Dad, yeah. because you, you're you you're a straight man. <laughs> you're
1: a straight man.
0: Nobody wants you here. You're terrified. You're just cool now
1: because you're a father. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes that's what makes men cool is when we yeah. have daughters. Yes. But um yeah, I think that feeling too when i first had like my first gay kiss my first gay kiss was my first kiss ever but like that that the way that your brain kind of just melts into it and like you can't fight how good and normal it feels Mm -hmm. like that and it just felt like a release it was like oh man this is what it's supposed to be like and then you know shit happened and i tried to like be straight (laughs) how silly of me and then i kissed guys and it was just like oh like yeah, god you're like, scruffy and like why is your tongue so firm Ugh, like so firm why do you not have lips no
0: and i'm like why is your body not like curved i've always said that like why do you if, not there, have boobs? if there is a
1: higher power out there
0: that like they like crafted a woman's body they yeah. were like this is a piece of art we need to like paint and brush strokes <laughs> and have curves and boobs and butts and lips and then they were like we forgot about the other ones <laughs> We're gonna And here is some sticks and some stones and a rock and we will make man.
1: We'll make you like carrying (laughs) swords. (laughs) Go run into the field. Okay. I think this is a really good question for you to answer because I think I already know the answer. Um is it too soon to ask a girl I've been talking to for a month to be my girlfriend?
0: No, I don't think so at all. Yeah. I think feel what you feel, do what you think is right. Um feel safe in your spaces, and if it's not the right time, but it is the right person. Hopefully, like, they will say to you, like, I'm not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And I think you can preface that. Be like, I know this is short, but I'm trying to follow the way I feel and be honest with you because I care about you. And if it's not the right time, that's OK, too. Yeah. But I want to tell you how I feel.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. I feel the same exact way. Yeah. yeah. I'm when a- you like know, you know, you have like we I don't know. I met my girlfriend and it was just like my last relationships have been pretty chaotic. And then I <laughs> met her and I was like, oh, man, like this is so comfy. like peaceful Mm -hmm. and like oh there you are like oh come here let's just like do our life like Mm -hmm. it's so calm yeah i told my girlfriend i was in love with
0: her like three weeks in
1: yeah like hey
0: i'm in love with you
1: (laughs) and that's that (laughs) and that is the final (laughs) answer Mm -hmm. well thank you for tuning in to episode 11 of closet talk with our yeah. incredible guests feel and free to have me
0: on for 12 13 and 14 so i feel like <laughs> 11
1: wasn't enough this is now a duo show <laughs> maddie and lexi conquering the world oh, um yeah. what do you have coming up where can we find you
0: oh so you can find me on all my socials i'm lexi c goldberg on every single one i the c is a nuisance but it's in there so it's <laughs> there um I am doing a, actually, I would love to have you on if you'd be down, but I am doing like a grilling, like cooking show that I'm creating some episodes for, for YouTube and stuff. Hell yeah. So I'm doing that. Um, No more reality TV shows for (laughs) likes. That is out the Um, (laughs) the cards. See you on that. But yeah, I'm just going to be around creating and trying to be Mm -hmm. a suburban housewife homeowner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a beautiful journey Mm -hmm. and like my goal. You're my inspo. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. That sounds amazing. I'll see you next t- week. We have an incredible guest, Matt Taylor, coming up. He's probably lurking around the corner as we speak. But thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> yeah, this is really actually like comforting. I was Good. terrified and I Oh my god, terrified. no. That's the last thing I want. I like
0: try to be the most approachable yeah. human possible.
1: All right, well tune in every single Friday on my YouTube channel for new episodes of Closet Talk. Thank you for everyone for being here.